Alright, what's good y'all? It's your boy Brandon here, back again, another episode of the On The Run Podcast. This time we got a guest, uh, we got my boy Jonathan in the house. What's good, bro? What's up, what's up, bro? Thanks good. for having me, bro. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Good to finally meet you. I know yeah. uh, Mata actually introduced me to you a while ago, yeah. and we've been trying to have you on the podcast for a while, so I'm finally, uh, I'm glad we finally made it happen. Yeah, me too, bro. And yeah, I just want to say first and foremost, just like I'm super happy and grateful that, you know, you, you invited me to come down here. It's for like... Sure. Um, it's definitely like super cool to you know have someone want to come and like listen to what my journey and stuff that I've gone through and stuff like that. Like, I've never imagined like someone would want to you know <laughs> for sure bro. hear that out. You know, so I'm thankful, bro. Thank you for yeah. sure, man. I appreciate you uh, giving us the time or yeah. giving me the time for coming to sit down and and you know talk with me and get letting me record and interview you. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Mata for introducing us to each yeah, other, bro. man. Shout uh, out Mata, yeah, for real. Yeah. Keeping us fresh too. For sure, man. For sure. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, man. So for the people that are listening right now that might not know who you are, uh, how about you introduce yourself a little bit? So yeah, my name is Jonathan. I'm born and raised out here in Vegas. I'm really big into powerlifting. I'm like, I guess I can consider myself now a powerlifter. Yeah. I competed and, um, yeah, right now I'm 20 years old. I'm about to turn 21, um, April 28th Shit. and, uh, yeah. <laughs> for sure for sure i guess one of the things that i do i guess for work is just kind of like i'm I'm in sales i do door-to-door sales i sell solar okay so that's kind of what i'm going towards right now for sure right now. for sure so you grew up here in vegas what part of town did you grow up on i grew up right here like by Summerlin, um kind of by the 95 and up from there okay um yeah i was always lucky enough to have like my parents they always like try to keep me outside of like the east side or north sure. side you know, you know it's like a little bit sketchy down for there sure, so man. shout out to all our listeners on the east side yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, man. So, what high school did you go to? Uh, I went to Bonanza. Oh, Bonanza. Bonanza. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I went to Bonanza for two years, and then I went to like this early college program, kind of like CSN. Uh, it's called Nevada State. State High School. Okay. There you go. Okay. I went there for a year. Um, realized I didn't really want to like go to college and stuff, so I went back to Bonanza and finished my senior year there. Okay, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what what got you into lifting? Or I guess I guess since that's such a big part of your life now, yeah. were you always into fitness and, and gym, or was that something that came a little bit later after? Um, I wouldn't say I was always into fitness. I always wanted to get into fitness, you know, right. do more exercise and stuff. But what really got me into fitness was a was a heartbreak. <laughs> pretty oh, pretty cliche for a lot of people because I know a lot of people they tend to get into the gym like after sure. a heartbreak and stuff. But yeah, fight them demons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, my um, I was it was like after middle school. I was I started dating this girl and I dated her for like almost two years. Okay. Um, and then she ended up cheating on me. So it, like. <laughs> It, like, completely destroyed me, like, especially since, like, I was, like, super insecure back then, and, like, I really tried to hold on to that relationship as much as I could. Yeah. So, it, like, really hurt me and, like, played a big role into me wanting to get into fitness. Shit. And so, yeah, I was, like, super, like, depressed and stuff like that for a while until, like, some of my homies were, like, hey, like, why don't you come to the gym with us, you know, and then started going and like ever since then like i just always like at first it was more so like i wanted to go just to distract myself yeah, kind of yeah, be yeah. around my friends yeah, and stuff exactly. and then it just kind of like i got addicted to it i started seeing progress and stuff take it a little yeah. bit more seriously start yeah. taking supplements all that stuff yeah and so now it's been like five years five yeah five years since i started lifting oh shit yeah, yeah. so it's been a while then yeah and you've been like consistent the whole time or have you have has there been periods in your life where you like take a little bit time I've, off for yeah for the f- i've been consistent for like about yeah the whole time the only time i ever really like took like not not as serious was um when i first got into my job with door-to-door sales yeah um i was selling alarms out in uh in texas in fort worth okay and so during that time it was just kind of like it was just hard for me to kind of like find time to do it with all the work and stuff like that mm-hmm. it was like it was the first time i had ever moved out of my parents house and stuff so it was just kind of like 
finding myself and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, finding your like, rhythm and stuff. Yeah, and so, yeah, that was the only time where it was, like, I'd go maybe three, four times a week. So, Dallas area, how how, how long were you out there? I was out there for a summer, for summer. about three, four months. Okay. Yeah, so it was, like, a summer program. You go out there, um, you work, like, fucking six days a week. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, like, a grind and stuff, but it was, it was cool, like, cool experience for me to kind of, like, step out of my comfort zone, sure. like, move out of my parents' house and, like, you know, get a whole different vibe as mm. the things are. Yeah. How old were you when you moved? Like eighteen, right? Yeah, I was eighteen, right out of high school, man. <laughs> yeah, Dang. I had I had always started working. Like I started working when I was fifteen. I was always like wanting to work and make my money and stuff like that. So I started working as a soccer ref at fifteen. Then I uh, Sunday league, yeah, Mexican Sunday leagues, league, yeah, <laughs> Sunday leagues and all that. I started refing for that, and then um, after that, I went into like Target, Chipotle, cashier, and like prep picks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then like my sophomore year, junior. Junior year of high school, I um, got into like a restaurant down in downtown Summerlin as okay. a buster, and I was there for a minute. And then once I turned eighteen, I left not to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And then was that the same program that where you're working now, or two completely separate jobs? No, it's the it's practically the same thing. Um, it's just that like the office that I was selling alarms with. Um, I was selling with a company called Vivint. I started with them, and okay, then like yeah. they transitioned into Solar because oh, there was a lot okay, more money yeah. to be made in that. So we all transitioned to this different company called Legacy. And okay. We started working there. Yeah. So like now you travel like to and from California. You said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, when I first started selling solar, I moved out to Houston. So this was last year. Um, last summer I moved out to Houston. I was down there for same thing three four months. Um, and then after three four months, they told me like one of my friends from there. He told me that he's like separating from them and starting his own office in California. Mm. So I saw that as an opportunity to kind of move out, like switch uh, places and kind of like explore be LA. And then yeah, also be closer to home. Yeah. So how how does it really work? Like you go out there and you stay, like you gotta they pay for like housing and stuff. Or? Yeah, they pay for housing and stuff like that. Yeah, they're uh, they're super like lenient on it. They'll pay for the housing and then I just gotta cover like my food and like gas and all that stuff. So okay. it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. And how do you balance that with gym? Because I, I I always since I follow you on Instagram, yeah. I always see that even when you're not in town, you still be going to the gym, still be lifting, you know, yeah. still staying consistent. So. How do you find like the time to like how do you find a gym or like how do you find the time or even yeah. the motivation because i feel like going somewhere else to work a lot of people would just be like ah, i'm tired and they'll just go home and sleep and then the next day go back to work so how do you find like that the time and the commitment to, to keep going to the gym even when you're not in town so i usually like i always like to prepare myself before i like go out and do stuff like that so i always prepare myself by like packing all the right things that I need, the clothes and everything. And then, like, before I'll look at the location I'm going to be at. And I'll mm -hmm. try and look for the nearest gym that's around there. Mm -hmm. And then I'll get, either get a day pass or, like, depend. it depends on how long I'm there, like a week or day pass. Yeah. I'll go there and, like, get off, get on the trial and all that stuff and yeah, take advantage yeah, yeah. of that. So I'll do that. And, um, yeah, just make sure that everything, like, is, like, set in place for me to, like, succeed you know what i mean like right make so, it easier basically mm -hmm. yeah so there's no excuses no yeah exactly yeah so i'll get my bag ready the night before i go um work out i usually try and hit it always in the morning because mm. then like with our work schedule we're usually working like throughout the whole day because right. you know we want to take advantage of the sun people are home and stuff like that mm. so i'll always try and hit the gym first thing in the morning so i'll prepare my bag before my clothes before um i'll already kind of have an idea of what i'm gonna wake up and eat mm. um have like my water next to me and things like that just to kind of prepare myself and just like once everything's already prepared and you've like already have a lot prepared it's like so mindless for you to just kind of like pick up your things and just go okay you know i, I guess like that that's yeah. advice people can learn from you know it's yeah. like a lot of people make it a little bit difficult on themselves by not preparing and yeah. then like any inconvenience they'll be like 
oh, I just won't go today. I'll go tomorrow, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's really cool. And and I think I've applied that in other areas of my life where I've done the same thing where maybe not going to the gym, but like it's something else where I'll just prepare or even like the podcast, you yeah. know, like I'll make sure I have everything ready to go set up, prepared in my bag. That way, like, you know, I don't come here and I, I'm missing something or like something yeah. is not prepared and then we can't record or something, you know? Yeah, it just makes things go a lot more smoother and you're just like, you're you're less prone to make excuses in your head, you know? Yeah, so just, yeah, yeah, for sure. Makes it a lot easier. And I guess like when, when, when would you say is like the transition between like having to force yourself to go get up and go to the gym and it just being mindless for you, like just routine? I'd say about like, 95% of the time I'm like actually not even 95 like 99% of the time like I'm most of the time excited to go work out like yeah that's what I love to do I love to train I love you know just the process not more so like you know the medals of powerlifting and stuff like that it's more yeah. so just the process of doing it getting to you know go in there and like lift weight and like kind of like I just love that it makes me excited to know that you know every single time I go in there I'm going to be getting a bit better every single day so it's like it's hard for me to not want to go. Yeah, like you just even, fall in love with the grind, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like even even on the days where I don't feel like going, like I still like push myself to do it. And like most of the time, when like the days that I don't want to, and I still end up going, usually those are the times where I'll have like the best sessions of my life. You know yeah, what I mean? And like yeah. it's 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 crazy how that works, but that's usually how it goes. Like in my head, I just tell myself like, oh, like I may not want to go, but you know I may miss out on such a, a great sesh. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, yeah, so. Uh, I guess it's just like all the endorphins that come after you finish working out. You just feel good, yeah. Feel strong, and then yeah. getting it, getting to eat after, yeah, and not dude. feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, bro. I like, that's the thing too. Like I'm um growing up, I was always chubby. Like me, mm-hmm. my, my whole family, we were, we were, we all ate good. Like my mom right. knew how to cook. She would always have us food and stuff like that. So I was really chubby growing up, and so um you know getting able to work out i'm able to be more flexible with my food and just kind of be able to like it's not gonna hurt me if i go eat out one day right, or like yeah. you know eat like an ice cream or something you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's just that that's another reason why like i love doing it because you know i love food <laughs> yeah, i mean absolutely i think food if, if you're not motivated by anything i think f- for anybody listening everybody loves food you know so yeah. you're gonna be motivated by anything imagine getting being able to eat whatever you want and not feel as bad well not whatever you want but yeah. being able to be like you said be a little bit more flexible and have a little bit more freedom and choosing what you want to eat i think a lot of people would be happy to have that you know yeah no and it's for sure it's amazing because like i mean the, i think the average person usually eats like 2500 calories yeah. a day and like i'm eating like anywhere from 3000 to 3500 sometimes even 4000 so on some days almost so it's double like, yeah exactly so yeah. it's like i'm able to eat more and like it like it just helps me out with the gym too just getting yeah, yeah. more and all that yeah exactly did you play sports growing up or not really yeah i played soccer i started playing soccer when i was five okay um i stopped playing my sophomore year of high school mm-hmm. um yeah, I played ever since then. It was I loved soccer. I, lo- I really loved it. I wasn't the best at it. Um, I was a what defender. Position you could defend I was a defender, yeah. Okay. I was, I was uh, left back or right back. Okay. Every now and then center back, but I was always okay. uh, either in the out back. But, um, yeah, I loved playing soccer. And then it just kind of, like, it died off for me when I started playing in high school. Because, mm. um, like, you guys were talking about with Mata, how, like, a lot of soccer players are hella toxic. Yeah. <laughs> so like it like if you're not good at something or like they won't try and help you out. They'll just try and like talk they'll shit, shit about it. Yeah, yeah, they'll shit yeah, on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And so that kind of just like made it die out for me and I just stopped playing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz I was going to ask like do you see like if you do play sports and I guess since you did, mm-hmm. do you see like I guess a lot of the things that first drew you into playing soccer, do you f- get some of those same things from working out? I know it's like a little bit different because the dynamic is different. Like yeah. in soccer, it's more like a team. So it's like right. a unit and like you have someone else around you. Maybe whether they're toxic <laughs> or they're not, they're kind of <laughs> motivating you in the, yeah, for so sure. they can get in your mind or like something can happen. But when you're lifting, it's just you. 
Like yeah. you have nobody else to depend on. It's just you. Like how hard you train today or how good you do in a competition. Like it all depends on you. So yeah. like, do you see similarities between them? Yeah, I definitely see similarities more. So just kind of like you get what you put in. Right. So it's like, if, if you want to be a good soccer player, a good lifter, like you got to put in the hours, you got to put in, you know, the process, even if it's like, like, you know how soccer is a team sport and stuff like that. And most mm-hmm. of it revolves around the team. Like mm-hmm. you still got to go out and do things on your own. Right. If you want to uh, get better. So it's like, I see that within like lifting and stuff like that. Like you just kind of like, whether you're part of a team or not, like a lot of the times you have to, you know, be by yourself and do things by yourself in order for you to grow more than what you you're, grow to the point that you want to get to, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, it's the same thing. Like I'm like right now I get coached by um, his name's Jeff, this guy named Jeff. Um, he works out at the gym right here on Fighter Quit, Smoke mm-hmm. Ranch and Decatur. It's a powerlifting gym. Team I Jams, get, huh? Huh? Team Jams? Yeah, Team Jams. There shout you go. Team yeah. Jams, man. Yeah, shout out Jeff. Um, yeah, like we, he has a, his own team and stuff like that. And it's pretty cool because like, um, like I, there's other lifters besides me and we're all on the same team and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. like everybody cheers each other on and stuff like that. So it's, it's pretty cool to see that. And it's kind of like, now that I'm part of that team, I kind of get that aspect. That back. camaraderie. Yeah. Again. That camaraderie where it's like, well, I'm part of a team now. If my team's out there grinding, I got to grind out as well. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's always something that like pushes you and sort of elevates you a little bit more knowing that like you're part of something bigger than yourself. Like, yeah when you put that jersey on or when you put that hashtag in your post or like when someone sees you around someone or like you're part of a team anything that sort of identifies you as part of a group in some ways now you kind of feel responsible for making sure the team doesn't look bad you know yeah so like if everybody's shining like fuck i have to shine i have to go hard you know it doesn't matter if i have to train harder lift hot lift more eat more whatever it takes like i I need to grind you know and it kind of pushes you to have that motivation still yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and that's that's honestly one of my favorite things. Like now that I've started powerlifting, because back then, dude, I I always did everything by myself. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't really consider myself a powerlifter until like about a year ago. Yeah. Back then, I just used to kind of work out just to work out. Like I love the feeling and stuff like yeah. that. And so now that like I'm actually part of a team and like you know a whole powerlifting group, like it's just it's it's a whole different vibe, you know. And I it makes me want to like you know get every single aspect a lot better yeah um which is it's 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 awesome and what made you want to transition into power lifting like specifically apart from just being into like going to the gym well um it was more so just because like i've always like squat benched and deadlift like ever since i started lifting i've always well maybe like a year into lifting is when i actually started like doing all those compounds Mm. and so i just was getting really good at them i started lifting a lot more and it was like i started making that my main priority in my workouts like Mm. those three lifts and so it just kept on getting better and better. And then um, it got to one point two where it's like I just like saw myself plateau. And so I kind of thought to myself, like, what direction do I want to go to? You know, do I want to be more of like a bodybuilder, like, you know, more reps and intensity? Or do I want to be more like a strength based athlete where it's like less reps, you know, more weight and stuff exactly. like that? And so I just kind of thought to myself, like, well, I like lifting heavy weights. <laughs> I just it's a great feeling. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of lean more towards that side. And it's a lot more lenient too, like when it comes to nutrition. Yeah, wise. Like, you don't have to always be on point. And so I just thought that powerlifting it would be a great balance between like life and lifting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and so yeah, I decided to go into powerlifting, and then 
um, my girlfriend actually now at the moment she she competed and she's like super like skinny she was like yeah. 110 when she could be 115 oh, and so that kind of like motivated so me. you were calling her yeah pra- <laughs> yeah bro in practice like i seen her compete it, like really motivated me i'm yeah. like damn like what am i waiting for like if, right. if i want to like you know get into this like i should do it now yeah yeah and so yeah i ended up getting a coach and stuff like that and it just like yeah and i ended up competing and so dang yeah it was it was definitely a cool like you know transition and stuff because i never really expected me to kind of go into powerlifting especially since like back then all i cared about just being like looking good and yeah just being fit yeah Yeah. (laughs) so like what was it like being in your first or i guess how far or how how much time passed between when you made that transition into when you had your first competition Mm, i'd say about like seven eight months okay yeah. so almost a year so yeah. you spend like what was the transition difficult for you or like did you train did you change the way you train i guess you for sure yeah. had to change the way you eat yeah but the way you train too or yeah 100 percent the way you train because like back then that was more intensity for me i'm trying to get my heart rate up and things yeah, like yeah. that so it was um transition to powerlifting like you gotta rest a lot more in between sets so back then i was in the gym for like maybe an hour and a half to two hours and a half at most yeah now i'm in the gym like anywhere from three to five hours fuck and it's because i have to rest between all my sets and stuff like that and get the proper rest hydration and stuff like that just Mm -hmm. so that way i don't like fatigue myself yeah and so yeah that was like just kind of like the big transition and um yeah, back, it was also, too, like, the reason it took so long for me to actually compete first was because originally um, I ended up getting a coach with my girlfriend. She had the same coach. Mm-hmm. And so I was with him for, like, three months, but I didn't see any progress with him. The guy was just kind of making me train, like, super hard every single day and not, like, like never really giving my body the proper rest. And yeah. so I ended up losing some strength with him. Oh, and then I, um, I, I switched coaches when I moved back here to Vegas last uh, last year around like August September, mm-hmm. and then um, with him like Jeff, he like actually showed like gave my body enough rest and kind of programmed it the right way to make it so that way I progress more and more and more. And so um, seeing that like it just gave me more confidence to sign up for a meet and things like that because I had originally signed up for a meet out in Houston, mm-hmm. and then that all happened with that coach, and I moved back, and so I was like, oh, like, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. Might be a little discouraged. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely, like, a bit discouraged until, like, my girlfriend switched coaches with him, with mm-hmm. Jeff, and then I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll give it another shot. I tried it again, and then, um, like, I saw myself progressing more and more, and then, um, yeah, and then I ended up competing, and it was it was, it was cool. It was it was an awesome, uh, like, prep and stuff like that. And okay. it was like, how, how does it usually go? Because I guess I've seen, like, a few but I'm not like super familiar. Mm-hmm. And I guess for anybody listening who's not super familiar, how does a meet usually go? Like talk us through like from when you wake up to when like the meet is finished. So it actually started like a week before the meet. So I competed, what was it like March 11th? Mm-hmm. Yeah, March 11th. Yeah. And so it started a week before because I had to do a water cut to meet weight. Okay. So I was weighing like 229. I was supposed to, uh, I was competing in the 100 kilo weight class. So yeah. I was supposed to get down to 220. So um, for the first like three, four days, I was water loading. So I was drinking anywhere from like three to four gallons, just drinking hella water, peeing a lot and stuff. And then on the last two days of the before the meet, like I just, UFC mode. Yeah, bro. I completely like I cut <laughs> out water. Suit. Yeah. yeah <laughs> type of thing. And it's yeah. fucking it's crazy because no, I never is, realized bro. how like disciplined you have to be to want to go through with that. And how like, much did you lose? I lost 10 pounds, bro. In, in like, a week? Yeah, in a week. Yeah, that's crazy, week, bro. 10 pounds. I, I weighed in like at 219 at the meet. Fuck. 
And so, yeah, I fucking, the last two days, I was completely depleted. I didn't eat anything solid. I was just drinking nothing but water and, like, yogurt and shit. <laughs> and it was just, like, it was horrible because, like, I felt so, like, nasty and so, yeah. like, fatigued and stuff. And I was like, damn, this is, like, I don't know how people do this. Bro, imagine the people that lose, like, 20 pounds. Like, there's, like, I guess UFCs or even boxers, they, yeah. they cut, like, 20 pounds. Like, that's wild. Yeah, bro. that that's they, so extreme. And they do it, like, what, twice a year, three times a year. That's so crazy. Yeah, and so, yeah, it was the first time I had ever done that. So it was, like, it was just so crazy, like, the feeling that it felt and stuff. Like, yeah. I never really thought it was, like, like that. And do you so, have to weigh in? So you weigh in the day before? No, the day of. Oh, so, so, so you day, can't even rehydrate. No, so the day be, oh. No, actually, the day before, I cut off water and food and everything at, like, 2, p, 2 3 p.m. And I had to wait until, like, what was it, like, 6 a.m.? to like be able to drink again and drink water and so i competed that day like around like a, i think it was like around like 10 or 11 mm -hmm. and so i during that little time period when i got weighed in i was just chugging water yeah, drinking yeah. electrolytes and eating a lot of food and stuff like that just kind of fuel myself yeah, yeah, yeah. um but it was definitely like really like um rewarding after like having to gone through all that and then like weighed in meet weight and then just getting that first sip of water yeah, that's and badass, that food. like yeah. i just i felt like so fucking like good about myself and yeah, it just yeah, gave yeah. me the confidence to like go in and perform for sure mm -hmm. so then, then like the actual meat how does it go so it, it the meat that i competed in it was uh, like 79 lifters so they did two separate sessions they did a, a morning session and an, after, and an evening session so 79 so, just in your weight class no in like oh, total, okay, total, total okay yeah, i was in like, my weight that's class huge. I think there was, like, one other person in my weight class. I'm not 100% sure, mm -hmm. but I competed in a junior class. So it was, like, people from 20 to 23. Mm -hmm. um, so or actually, I think I was the only one in my weight class. But, um, yeah, so it just gets divided between weight classes. There's, like, uh, 60, 63 or 62 k kilos, then there's 74, 75, and then 83, and then 90, 100, and mm -hmm. go on and so forth. Yeah, and so... Yeah. Um, it all gets divided between that. So you're competing within those people in your weight class. And so, um, yeah, f then the, the first session gets split into, like, I think three different flights. So there's a set of lifters that go first. And then while they're going, then the other people are warming up. Yeah. And then they cycle yeah, in. And then you cycle in. And so it always starts with squat first. So you squat first. Um, you get three attempts at every single meet. So you have to get, like, perfect form and everything. Mm. Um, they have, like, three judges. So they have a front one. A side and two side ones so they have to like measure your depth like make sure everything that everything's great yeah <laughs> and then the front ref is giving you commands like start and like stuff yeah, like yeah. that and then like when you get up on the weight like you have to wait till they tell you to rack it or else you get disqualified oh, for the shit. lift yeah so <laughs> not only do you have to lift the most in your weight class but you also have to get all the like you know everything your Checked your off. technique good in order to, for the lift to pass mm. um so yeah it starts with squat and then bench and then deadlift and then yeah Usually towards deadlift, that's when everybody usually starts like kind of messing up because they're so fatigued. Yeah, from, like, all the all like, the weight. Pass in out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that day, I I drank like three energy drinks, like at least eight hundred milligrams of caffeine oh, just to shit. get me by that whole day. <laughs> yeah. You were buzzing, man. Yeah, bro. I was yeah, I was on one, but it was it was cool. Um, just like the hype and everything, getting to lift, like because most of the time when I'm training, it's like I'm just kind of there by myself. Like I don't really have anybody cheering me on or anything. Yeah. So like when I go up on the on the on the on the platform to you know, do the lift, it's, like, more, I get more of an adrenaline rush yeah. because, like, everybody's telling you, like, get it out, get it yeah, out. Yeah, all your teams there and yeah. stuff cheering you on. That's mm -hmm. sick, though. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, for sure sick. It, it's super cool, yeah. I love it. So are you planning to compete again anytime soon? Yeah, so 
hopefully there's going to be a so with the last meet that I competed in I qualified for regionals mm -hmm. so I want to compete in that one it's it's in August but I'm the signups like uh, like the registration it closed off mm -hmm. so I'm like on the waiting list right now so oh, I'm like okay. hoping to get into that meet but if I don't get to that, then there's going to be another meet on December. Mm -hmm. um, it's more of a local meet than like a regional and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I might do that one just to kind of end the year off and kind of see where I'm at. For sure. Is it open stuff. to the public or you got to buy tickets and stuff? It's it's Well, yeah, you got to buy tickets to get into the gym. It's like 10, 15 bucks. For yeah. sure. But you got to let us know so we can pull up. Yeah, bro. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've been trying to get like a like my little brother to compete to and stuff like that. So oh, it's, yeah. It's cool. yeah. So uh, do you uh, besides him, do you have any other siblings? Yeah, I have uh, two brothers So or yeah, two brothers, my little brother and my older brother. OK, my little brother is 16 and my older brother is 22. OK, yeah. so have either of them like after seeing you sort of transition to gym or probably more so powerlifting, have either of them like wanted to go down the road, down that road with you or? It's mostly really. my little brother. My yeah. older brother just kind of does his own thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's I think it's a political organizer for the group called Somos Botante. Oh, okay. Or, or he's just an organizer for them. And so he's like mostly caught up with work and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. He, he hardly ever finds the time to go to the gym. But I do tell him like, you know, like, yo, bro, hit the gym. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but my little brother mostly, like I, I, he, I got him into the gym too um, when he was like around my age too, like 15, uh, 16 when I got mm -hmm. in. Um, I told him, I was like, bro, if you just like wash my dishes after I cook, like <laughs> I'll, I'll pay for your membership. I don't care. <laughs> and so ever since then, that's bro, that's not fair, bro. <laughs> bro that's less than minimum wage, bro. bro. <laughs> You're taking advantage of it. Nah, bro. Nah. But, I mean, I, I, I try and help him out. Nah, yeah, like I know, that, I know. But yeah, it was just kind of like I made that little deal with him because he wanted to he wanted to do something, too. Like he yeah, was always yeah. stuck at home. So I was like, come to the gym, bro. And he like, especially during the pandemic, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I think that's when he like when I got him into the gym too, like right after the pandemic, when mm -hmm. everything started opening, I got him the membership over here at LVAC. And um, yeah, he's been going ever since he's 16 now. So he's been going for like a year or two now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and now he wants to compete too in December. Oh, so I've been telling him I've been telling him like, oh, come on, like, let's get you prepped and stuff. Like, yeah. For all that. That's sick. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, getting him prepped for from like not going to the gym to like you know going to the gym consistently now competing at this yeah. a very big big step and i think it helps like a lot of people because a lot of people don't have anyone to guide them into or like show them the ropes and that yeah. can like scare a lot of people off mm -hmm. because they see like well if i'm here at home how am i ever going to get into competing you know yeah. but i guess like having you there like being the medium to make it seem less scary or less intimidating yeah. probably makes it easier for him yeah no for sure yeah that's definitely something that like uh he's like super grateful for that like, you know i was able to help him out and he kind of he's honestly i feel like by the time he gets to my age he's gonna be like 20 times stronger than i am because yeah. he's already like getting he's like 100 pounds off my maxes and he's six Shit. he's 16 so it's like i told him i was like if you take it seriously two years, like, yeah there, you're bro. gonna pass me like for sure yeah and so like i'm happy that you know I'm, i was able to introduce him like at a young age and actually do the things right because when i first started no like, one I, taught you i didn't know anything dude. exactly I, I just showed up to the gym to go have fun with my friends and we were like i remember i was doing cardio before lifting weights and doing things like that and so it's just like i could have made a lot more progress in those like first like three four years uh, if i would have had someone to tell me like yo this is how you do it and stuff like that like yeah most of the things that i learned i had to like look up on youtube and just kind of like trial and error yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> but i think like that's the nice part because i'm an older brother too yeah, i think that's the nice part about having a younger brother is like you kind of get to walk that road first and then you feed your little brother game so now when he's like 
coming up to be your age, you're like, fuck, dude, I wish I was you, you know, because now you, <laughs> you could tell him everything about everything. You know, yeah. It doesn't even have to just be like the gym, but just about life. You get to feed him so much knowledge from the things that nobody ever taught you, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's like, it, yeah, it's cool, too, because like I see a lot of, of me and him like when I was younger, like mm -hmm. playing video games, like staying at home, just like trying to eat a bunch. So it's like, you know, getting him to like get into the gym and start doing that stuff. It like it makes me feel good because it's like I at least i hope he's going down like a good path you know yeah what I mean? like, exactly yeah. i think that's super rewarding mm -hmm. i think for him and for you yeah for sure yeah um i got a list of questions that um sort of we had so yeah, let's let's run through them yeah. um i guess what habits did you have to change to to get into powerlifting from like going to the gym before mm -hmm. to going now like is there anything like what was the most what were the biggest changes that you had to make i'd say for sure the the nutrition like mm -hmm. um you have to stay on top of the nutrition like obviously not as much but if you want to like really make like progress you got to stay on top of your nutrition so like back then i used to like i didn't really track my stuff i would just more so just kind of go like based off like guessing yeah or like i would eat out a lot and stuff like that and so now that i'm like powerlifting i'm like i'm trying to hit like a certain amount of protein every single day and make sure that i hit that hit enough carbs throughout the day also so mm -hmm. that way like it could like power like power my workout yeah um and getting enough sleep um, getting enough water things like that just like properly recovering um between like each session because mm -hmm. back then i didn't really pay too much attention to that i just went in to kind of like work out <laughs> yeah, yeah i didn't like i didn't care if i slept good the night before or not like i just went in and did it so now you're just trying to optimize everything yeah. from like nutrition to sleep to recovery mm -hmm. so like i have to get my i try and get anywhere from like seven to nine hours of sleep every single night yeah. and i'm trying to get 200 to 20 to 250 grams of protein 280 to 320 grams of carbs um and just getting like i try and drink like two to three of these a day yeah and so just yeah just getting all that in just so that way i'm properly recovered to get for the next session and you know be able to like do more and be you know feel better for sure mm -hmm. um what was hitting like those calorie goals or i guess like protein goals was that hard at the beginning or not really um not necessarily i mean it was it was just hard more so to kind of like track everything <laughs> yeah because like Probably like annoying no? yeah it's annoying because like I, i'm always the type of person to like want to balance everything like i don't yeah. want to go to the extreme on things because then it's not going to be as enjoyable yeah exactly you know? so more so just kind of being accountable with you know tracking and stuff like that um i've gotten a lot better at it i'll track here and then but like what i'll try and do is like for the week i'll track it one day um like what food i'm eating and all that stuff and then the rest of the week i'll just kind of like not track it and just kind of go based off of like the first week's numbers and see like okay like this is what i'm eating every single day you know okay, okay. and if i eat something that's like outside of that like meal plan that i had already then you'll track yeah it. i'll track it and kind of make sure that you know okay. i hit the right goal what, what what do you use to track it uh i see you got like an app or something yeah i used the uh, for a minute i was using macro factor that's what it's called but okay. now i've switched back to my fitness pal because it's for free okay. <laughs> the other one you had to pay like i think like 12 bucks a month and i was just mm. like i'll just do it for the free one yeah, <laughs> yeah. so like uh it, it gives you a breakdown like you just select what you're eating and it give, it tells you yeah you just look up and stuff yeah you just look up like the name of the food and stuff and or it used to have like a barcode thing you sign the barcode and already there but you got to pay for that now so oh, i just shit. like have to look it up and stuff and just kind of like yeah look it up what i'm eating and like like for example if i get like eggs from sam's club i just put members mark eggs okay. <laughs> it'll pop up right there <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, how much difference is there between the eggs is it big i don't think so no. what do you mean like 
Does it have to be Sam's Club eggs? Like, oh. Does it matter where you get the eggs from? It, it, sometimes it does because some of them yeah. are like, yeah, like some of them are like 60 calories. Some of them are 80. Yeah, like, It just depends true. like how big the eggs are and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't put too much attention to that. Yeah, I just yeah. kind of like mark it down just so That's that That's one way. more rep, 20 calories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Sure. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, yeah, I guess like trend, uh, going back to like the, the thing about your little brother, mm-hmm. I guess... Perhaps you probably tell him what you wanted to hear when you were his age. But if there's anything that you haven't or like the things that you really emphasize when you're speaking to him, what things would you tell like your younger self? Like if you could talk to yourself at like 15, 16. Um, I would just tell him like, like, don't don't rush. Don't rush it. Like it's like it's it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. You know, mm. like there's not everything's going to happen from one month to the next or the next day to the other. You know, it's, it's, it's a long process that takes time for you to kind of like, you know, get to where you want to get to. Um, yeah, just taking it day by day instead of like, you know, looking at it, like I got to do this for five years to look like this, you know, type of thing. Just go, okay, well today I gotta, you know, eat this much and then, okay, I'm gonna do it the next day. One more day and one more day, just kind of like looking at it as one more, one more, one more, one more, instead of like, Oh, I got to do this for five, ten years. Like, ah, oh, like that, the, that five, ten years is super intimidating where it's like if you just see it as one more or one more, one more, it's like it's a lot easier for you to like, you know, go and do it. 100 percent. And yeah. I think there's a beautiful analogy there with lifting. Yeah. One more rep. And so instead of saying, like, OK, I have to do five or ten reps. Yeah. Right. You just say like one more, one more, one more, one more. Eventually, you're there, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just one at a time. Yeah. I think that's one of the, the cool things about like these long processes is like. It is a little bit scary and intimidating at the beginning, but taking it one day at a time, eventually you're gonna look up and look back and you're like, Wow, I made a lot of progress, you yeah. know. And maybe not as fast as you would like, or maybe it wasn't as easy as you would have liked it to be. But I think in the end it's always worth it, you know, because you see that your sacrifice pays off and you see like that your efforts are like, you know, they mean yeah. something, you know? And yeah. I think when things are easier, when they happen fast, the victory is less sweet, you know, you don't really yeah. enjoy it as much, you know, and, and as opposed to like when you really have to grind it out, when you really have to like put in the work and put in the time and put in the hours and then you actually get there, you're like, fuck, man, like it feels so fucking good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's like, yeah, for I mean, anybody that just kind of wants to start the gym or whatever, just like tell yourself, I'm going to go just one day. And then the next day you will be like, I'm going to do one more day and one more day, and one more day, and one more day. And it's just kind of like it's like a compounding effect. Like every day it's just that one percent better, better, better. Yeah, 100 yeah. percent. um i guess i guess yeah we talked about this a little bit before we before like before when when i called you to sort of let you know what the podcast was going to be like but uh transitioning from like right now you have to balance like your work and fitness or like your work and competing but do you want to get eventually to a level where maybe you like what you do in terms of fitness and competing becomes like a source of income for you. And that way you don't have to worry about having a job on the side. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. That's, that's my dream. My dream is to one day, you know, just have fitness and just training and stuff like that. Be the center of my life. That's Mm -hmm. where I get all my income and everything from. Um, I eventually do want to just kind of like, you know, compete at, at a high level and, you know, be able to get sponsorships and stuff like that. Um, and I also want to open up my own gym. That's like, 
ever since I've like I guess like two or three years with when I started the gym, that's when I kind of realized like I want to be a gym owner. I want to have my own space to mm. not only train for myself, but to like invite a community and build a community within um, that loves fit that loves fitness, loves like lifting weights and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always been like my dream ever since I started. Not ever since I started lifting, but when I started taking it a lot more serious. It's mm-hmm. yeah, because. Yeah, I mean, is it, there's nothing else that I've ever done in my life that just, like, I wake up and I'm excited for besides lifting and going to the gym. Like, it's always, it's the first thing I do in the morning, and it's, like, it's what, what I get up for in the morning, you know? For I mean, sure. My day is centered around the gym. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I won't get, I won't really do anything unless I go and hit the gym. <laughs> That's sick, man. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's really nice because, I mean, you're 20 still, so, like, yeah. you found sort of your passion in life really early compared to most people you know right. some other people it might take a little bit longer yeah. um not that there's anything wrong with that at all but yeah. i guess like finding that so early is such a blessing because now you've like even still right let's say you found it now you started going to the gym now 20 is young yeah. but you're 20 and you have five years in the game already yeah. like under your belt so that's a lot of experience you know that yeah. a lot of people wouldn't have if they're just like hey today i want to open a gym you know yeah. so what steps sort of like what what do you see like the path to getting there being like like what are like the little milestones along the way that you think would sort of put you on the road to getting there yeah so for first and foremost i want to kind of like just you know compete at a higher level like maybe like a national level Mm -hmm. um so i want to get to there um more than anything right now i kind of want to just kind of grow like my social media and stuff like that and see where that takes me i'm kind of learning as as time goes and stuff but I want to grow that and then just kind of like start getting noticed from that. And then um, while in the process of doing that, I really want to start like a clothing company like mm-hmm. around the gym and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I already have a name, a uh, name that I want. You want to share it or no? Um, yeah, it's called Select Standards. Select Standards. Select Standards. Kind of like hard. you select your standards, you know, That's that type hard. of thing. That's hard, yeah. And so I want to start that up hopefully by this year. I don't have a date exactly, but like I want to start that by this year. For and, sure. you know, just take the revenue from that and just start like putting it towards like saving for a gym. Because, like, the gym I want, it's not, I don't want it to be just, like, a basic gym, like, you know, with, like, a couple, like, racks and stuff like that. I want to make it, like, a sick gym where it's, like, a lot of people go there from different, like, areas of, like. um, Or, like, anybody who, like, comes to Vegas is, like, if they're actually a lifter, like, I have to go to the gym. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I want. And I want to build that presence here in Vegas. Yeah. Especially, like, have people come from out of state just to come visit the gym here in Vegas. That's sick, bro. Yeah, and so I know that's going to take a lot of money and a lot of, like, you know, um, dedication to do. So I want to have like whatever I make from work right now, start slowly start putting into that, and then any more revenue that I make from that, put it into that, and then eventually just kind of like once you know I could, if and when my uh, clothing business starts like popping off and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like st- like stop working and just focus on that, and then just go all in within go like everything. full time. Yeah, and so that's and I guess having that sales experience is going to be a really big oh yeah benefit because like now you you know how to talk, you know how to sell, you know how to like negotiate. You know, like how to show someone that they're going to get a benefit out of like, hey, if you buy my my clothing, like not only is it not only is it good, like to go to the gym, but it looks good, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, that's why I'm super grateful. Like when I turned 18, I went straight to sales because when I first went down there, like I didn't really think of it like it's going to be like advantageous to me. It's more so I thought of it like, oh, just money. Yeah, I'm going to make more money and stuff. Until like um until yeah I started like wanting to do more business adventures and stuff like that or like more business ideas and so that's when I was like okay cool like I'm glad I'm in this now so it's yeah. gonna help me out when I transition to all this stuff yeah for sure yeah I mean I think that's like one of the big benefits is like a lot of people would look at it and like you said they they would just see it as money or they would just see it as a way to get out of their parents' house and like oh yeah that's cool you know you just treat it as a job but if you treat it as like 
you know it's not just a job because you're giving them your time which is so yeah. valuable yeah but in return you're picking up a skill that okay let me pick up this skill and maybe i might not use it now but two years down the line when i want to open up my own gym or when i want to start this clothing brand now yeah. i know how to sell it you know now i know how to market it so i mean i think that's a huge benefit yeah 100 percent. and it also it's given me the confidence to want to like you know be able to say things like i want to compete at the national level or do things like that you know because like a lot of a lot of what i do with my job it's a lot of rejection like yeah you know, out here going door to door they just tell you no yeah <laughs> people are just like rude a lot of the times so it's like like having to go through all that stuff, it just makes me more confident when I speak now. You know? Well, I think it also just like it, it makes you, how do you say it? It makes you like invulnerable to failure. Cause right. like if you, a lot of people get scared to do things because they don't do them often enough. So right. like when it's a failure, it's a big thing. You're like, fuck, I failed. <laughs> but if every single day you knock on 30 doors and 25 say no, yeah. then you experience failure 25 times in a day. But that builds you up and you're like, I don't care as long as I get five, you know? So that means I get five out of 30. So if I knock on 90 doors, now I'll get 15 and like so on and so on. And right. it stacks, you know? Yeah. But people don't see it like that usually. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's definitely like giving me like such a like shift on my perspective as far as it goes with like approaching things. Like, you know, whether I fail at it or not, whether I'm good at it or not, like I know if I keep on doing it, eventually I'm going to get really good and I'm going to learn the skills to, mm. you know, master what it is that I'm trying to do. Mm. so yeah it's really nice yeah when i see like there's like almost two kinds of people at least in my opinion like there's the people that they don't say anything unless it, they kind of already have it secured and then there's yeah. people who like say it just so they know they have to go and get it i feel like you're the second yeah. type yeah like like what you're saying like <laughs> i want to compete at the national level you're like i'm just gonna say it and now, now i have to do it now yeah. i have to go hard and i'm kind of the same way too yeah because no back then i used to 100 percent be more like quiet and introverted like yeah. like i said i was like a really chubby kid growing up so i was super insecure i never really like told anybody what i wanted to do i never really wanted i never went out my way to talk to people or just like do anything like that i was yeah. always just like so to myself and so just kind of like transitioning from that it's just like it makes me just kind of like super grateful that you know i'm that kind of person now because back then i always wanted to be that i always saw like all the like athletic kids or like all the like popular kids back in high school and stuff like that like middle you school could talk to anyone and stuff. yeah and uh, i was just like damn like that must be cool to just like you know people talk to you or just like you know you speak so confidently and stuff yeah. so it's cool to see that like from what i from back then what i wanted is like i am that person now and i'm still like you know growing still from just more can't start yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean that's sick and those are some of the things that i guess the intangibles that go into the gym or maybe just being disciplined in anything gives you like a lot of you it's not just a service level like looking good or lifting heavy it's like the things that come with that the self-confidence um i'm not sure if it helped with like your your mental health oh, or just 100%, like percent yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah like i said like i was i was super depressed back then like i really i would eat a lot of like bad food junk food and mm -hmm. like um i was always like indoors like i never really got sunlight and stuff like that i play video games all day and stuff like that and so yeah like i was always like having like really depressed thoughts throughout my life and so like once i started like working out and going out more and being more like extroverted i guess you could say yeah um it's definitely like i don't even like i don't i don't think i've ever felt depressed ever since then like i don't i just think it's impossible for me now because like it's just like i have so much to be grateful for and so much like that i could be doing that like you know there's no there's no time for me to be depressed yeah know? like it gives you i guess it gives you an anchor like you said your mm -hmm. day is revolves around the gym mm -hmm. and i guess if every day revolves around the gym then in some ways kind of like your life revolves around the gym yeah. so it gives you like an anchor and a lot of people when they don't have an anchor that holds them down or like something to revolve their life around that's when you really get lost and yeah you might go down the wrong path in terms of like getting influenced by bad people, making bad decisions, 
or like you said just having really bad thoughts but when you have an anchor like it doesn't have to be gym it can be art it can be writing it can be I don't know music, anything music whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever whatever your hobbies are yeah. but when you put so much dedication into something it anchors you down and now like you start to build on top of it yeah. you're and like once at a you, new baseline <laughs> yeah and like once you build towards something I think that's the biggest thing that gives you like something to look forward so having something to look forward to is like the, the easiest way to just get out of that hole because yeah. now you're like constantly building and then you fall into the one more mentality and yeah. then before you know it you're like fuck I'm, I'm long away from those <laughs> bad thoughts you know yeah for sure yeah hundred percent so i think those are like the pretty much the biggest questions about like just the background of everything Mm -hmm. but for the clothing brand like what kind of things do you want to start off with do you have any ideas yeah so i really want to just start off with t-shirts right now Mm t-shirts and just kind of like have different like designs and different like fitted um things um so like i want to have like one that's like more fitted up on the top with your arms and then like let loose on the bottom yeah because i know there's like a lot of shirts that are like super loose and it's like obviously bro yeah yeah. you can see like your little like belly and stuff yeah um just like something that's a lot more comfortable and meant for like kind of like athletic slash lifestyle type of like um vibes so i want to kind of go more athleisure there you go that's the right word yeah so something comfortable you can just throw on and mm -hmm. use anywhere yeah exactly so that's kind of like where i'm leaning towards um right now i'm just kind of looking like for like manufacturers and kind of get an idea of how much i have to invest Mm -hmm. to start that all off and stuff like that um so yeah just kind of like an athletic slash lifestyle type of clothing brand that i want to start for sure um yeah i mean that i think that sounds super sick so whenever you're ready drop that bro let us know and we can help you promote it um we could wear it on the podcast whatever it takes and that'll be sick for sure for sure i'll definitely hook you guys with some shirts for sure i appreciate that bro um yeah yeah. and i guess like transition from there do you have any like do you have anybody you look up to or like you admire or inspires you in the fitness industry? Like someone that like is doing things that you're like, okay, maybe I, I would want to do similar things. Yeah. So right now there's a couple people um, within like the powerlifting space that I really like, um, like enjoy watching it. One of them is, uh, his name is Russ Orhi. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a powerlifter out of uh, Houston. Mm-hmm. So he has like kind of, he has, he has the same thing that I want to replicate. He has his own clothing brand. Uh, it's called the GBT brand, the Get Better Today brand, and then he has a gym out there that's called uh, Corrupted Strength. It's like super big out there, and like I've I've been down there, and it's it's such a nice gym. Like yeah. it's exactly like how I kind of want to like yeah, have yeah. my gym. Um, and then he's like a he's I think he's won a lot of national like powerlifting competitions and stuff Shit. like that. And so like he's like he's like someone that I want to really mirror. Um, not exactly like you know replicate, but mirror. You yeah, know? Um, like take take some of some take some ideas from him. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. So like everything that he's done is just more so like damn i want to do that too you know so he's one of the biggest ones that i look up to i watch a lot of his youtube videos like Mm -hmm. his instagram stories and stuff like that so i'm like he's one of the biggest ones and then there's this other guy called uh, jesus oliveras he's Mm -hmm. um he just actually won like one of the biggest powerlifting competitions out not too long ago like i guess you could say he's like a world champion um but he's a latino lifter so it's just like it's dope to see like someone from like you know out of like my raza mexican you know what i mean to you know compete at that kind of level especially like in powerlifting because it's not that common no no it's not that common for that or at least for me like i usually don't see a lot of latinos um it's usually like a lot of asians and stuff like that (laughs) so it's pretty cool to see like you know latino be up on top you know what i mean sure it always feels good yeah shining anything yeah i take a lot of pride in like you know who i am as a person like where i come from my roots um both of my parents are from mexico so it's just like 
I'm I'm grateful that you know I'm part of that you know raza you absolutely know, Mexican. Bro. <laughs> absolutely blessed yeah. to be Mexican man yeah bro. Know, it feels so good like I don't know maybe it's biased but like comparing to other people like bro I'm glad I'm Mexican like, yeah bro we're, we're popping especially right now like we've been we've been doing good no, soccer not yeah. so much but yeah, no, soccer, every, yeah. <laughs> everything awesome. else everything else we've been we've been yeah. we've been shining bro like Slowly in UFC there's been like what like three there's three me- there's three Mexican champions now, yeah. yeah there's a, a girl and then two guys no yeah exactly yeah. And so, so yeah I just started following them on Instagram because I saw they won I was like that's fucking sick yeah bro <laughs> yeah. yeah Brandon Moreno he's yeah. he's fighting soon I think so yeah, man. I think he's here in Vegas, man. It would be sick to get him on the podcast. I think he trains out of Vegas. So. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, I saw, like, his Instagram, and he's, like, out here. Yeah, yeah that, that would, would be, be sick. fucking sick. <laughs> we got to get him in that and get yeah, him in the, get him in the in the fucking select, uh, what is it called? Select standards. Select standards. We got to get him, yeah, we gotta make, get him in some select standards, bro. That would sure. be sick. But, yeah, no, it's it's sick to see just, like, um the Mexican community just kind of coming up. Um, For sure. Being more recognized. And I know? think also, like, being in diverse things. Because we've always kind of been in, like, I guess soccer, boxing, and music maybe, but like branching out into other things like UFC for a long time, there was is really not that big. It's still really not that 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 big compared yeah. to boxing, but like powerlifting or like other things like that. I think seeing Mexicans sort of explore those places is really good because I feel like we bring a lot of creativity and right. uniqueness, and I feel like it's valuable, you know, and it yeah. inspires the people that come after us to sort of follow in our footsteps because they're like, hey, this person looks like me and he's doing it. I can yeah. do it too, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it definitely does give you like a different like um like for the younger generation, just a different like uh, view on how Latinos are. Because a lot of times, like you see them, they're like just chambiadores, you know. They do yeah. nothing but like work and provide for family, which is a good thing. You know, it's not Absolutely. a bad thing, but you never really see too much of them like branching outside of that. You know, where they go off and do their own thing and like yeah. have a different personality than what the like you know the the norm is with Latinos and stuff. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> and I actually have that conversation a lot, like with my uncles. Yeah. Um, just like, because like uh, one of my uncles, like he knows yeah. I'm doing this, all this stuff. So he's like, we talk about it. He's like, why did you want to like do the podcast and stuff? And I guess like for his generation, he's like 50 something. Yeah. So for his generation, it's like weird that people do like other jobs besides just like <laughs> work outside, you know? Yeah. Um, but he's like super supportive of like everything. And like anytime we always have like super long conversations. Like yeah. I'll go there to spend time with my cousins or anything else, but it'll always just end up be me <laughs> be like, it always ends up being me and him talking yeah. for like two hours. And they're like, all right, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we had that conversation about how, um, especially in older generations, I'm not sure if you see it in your dad, but I yeah. see it in my dad a little bit. Um, it wasn't really like life is just like you grow up, you get married, you have kids, and then you go to you go to work to provide for your family, and that's it. Like, yeah. there's not really risks, and nobody really talks about like what are your hobbies or like what would you like to do or what would. You, it's just like you work because you need yeah. money to pay for food at home, you know. Right. But with our generation, like now, especially like us being like first gen, second gen, whoever is coming up, um, we now get to like live in a country where we have access to more things, more resources. So now we get to start taking risks, you know, right. like maybe before, like if you were born one generation before your parents would be like, Jonathan, why are you spending your four hours in the gym? Like get another job so you can have more money and like pay, fuck, have more money for your family <laughs> or something, you know, yeah. but now you get to take a risk and like explore fitness and like maybe have a clothing brand, have a gym, all these things where like before, like if you ask your dad, he'd be like, I would never ever do that you know yeah no for sure yeah because yeah no that's definitely what i see like in my dad i mean now like i've kind of like 
help them kind of shift this perspective yeah. and be like, hey, like, you know, you don't have to work all the time. Exactly. Like, yeah. Just start your own business and stuff. Exactly. Like, and so, yeah, my dad's always been like that. He's always been like kind of like a provider, just like, you know, I got to like, you know, go to work. I got to do he this. He works construction? So, no, he's no? a, he's a busser down here at the Aria. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's a, yeah, he's always been in the restaurant industry. He used oh, okay. to be a waiter, but now he just busses because he doesn't like dealing with people. Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, he's always just like done that. And so I've told him like, dude, like, let's, let's start a business. For like, sure, you know, man. Let's, let's do something. Like, you Absolutely. Know, I don't want to see you work your Especially like once they get a little bit older, like I feel like when I was little, like I would see them, like I would still feel bad. But now that I'm getting older and I see like my parents working and stuff, I'm like, bro, I don't want to see you guys just yeah. wither away working for someone else. I'm like, if you're gonna work hard, at least work hard for yourself. Yeah. And or better yet, like make something where it just makes you money. You don't have to work hard anymore. You know, just yeah. enjoy life after everything you've done for me and for yourself. You know. Uh, exactly. Yeah. No, for sure. Especially too, since like. A lot of the times too, like finances and stuff like that aren't really brought up within the family. Like it's kind yeah. of like a like a taboo to talk about, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like like my dad, like they my dad and my mom, they never no one really ever taught them like, you know, save money, invest Budgeting, or like yeah. putting money into your retirement and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like them knowing that like they never really got that kind of like education it's just kind of like it worries me and kind of like makes me want to go harder absolutely so bro. that way like once they get to that age they don't have to worry about their retirement absolutely nothing like that yeah. like the gym bringing yeah. in all this money baby <laughs> yeah no exactly <laughs> like even though like um you know it's not their fault that they didn't know you know what i mean they didn't yeah, get that absolutely, thing yeah. percent but i feel like a an obligation for me to kind of like you know take care of my parents and be their retirement you know 100 yeah. yeah i feel like it's the exact same way yeah um it reminds me of like counting calories like nobody teaches <laughs> people how to count calories yeah. and like nobody taught them how to like save money or like the smart way to use money you know instead right. of just spending it or like saving it like yeah. put it into something kind of mindlessly just doing it and not really putting too much exactly it. yeah exactly yeah no that's yeah i've been trying to help them out for sure like kind of like you know set up like a roth ira and like invest and just you know at least something while they get to retirement and stuff but, absolutely yeah. i mean yeah i mean they could work at the gym once it's up and running yeah, anything, yeah you know? that's one thing i want to do too like if if my parents aren't going to make their own business or do anything just like that like, i would much rather have them just kind of like bro. be like a family business uh, work with bro. me yeah you know? i'm the I, exact same way at that point it's like i'm i'm like more lenient with like if you know like if you don't feel good take, just take time off, off. yeah like, it's not that big of a deal yeah, like, take you know, time off like like work as a strangers and also like they'll work harder for you because they know like that's our son you yeah. know and you and you will also know like they have your back no matter what i feel like i'm the same way like anything i do i want to do it with people that i trust first because sure. it's like at least i know they have my best interests at heart you know yeah if i'm paying someone like they may or may not but if I know, like, this goes beyond money, like, if your mom or dad work for you, they don't work for you for the money. They work for you because you're their kid, yeah, you they, know? They so. love, yeah, they want to support. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think, like, for sure, if I'm, like, want to do any business ventures, I'm going to involve my family without a doubt. Like, it's just dope. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, would you ever, like, I guess, like, starting now before you go to the gym, like, would you ever want to, like, have your own, like, fitness classes or sell programs or anything like that? I have started thinking about it, um, just kind of, you know, starting off coaching and stuff like that. I kind of dabbled into it a little bit uh, mm -hmm. back when I was uh, my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. I remember I fucking, I wouldn't go to any of my classes because I would, I would go to the gym and I'd have, I'd train people. Yeah. And so I, I wouldn't show up for my, like my first, second and third period because <laughs> I was in the, I was, I, I the was gym? actually training Mata. Holy I shit. was training him for a bit, so I would no skip shit. school to go train him and stuff like that. And how y'all met at high school, or I guess no, how? So, um, I think it was like 
I started going with him like sophomore, no junior year. I started going with him. It was one of my friends. He was like, "Oh, like oh, come down, yeah, like yeah. come get a haircut with him." Like, and I was looking for a barber because I've had like I was going to this one barber shop and they like fucked up my hair hella badly, <laughs> and so I was like, "I'm never going back there again." Yeah. And so I was just looking for barbers. And I went to Mata. I started going with him when um when he didn't have anything in his room and it was just like straight like a yeah, yeah, little same. plastic chair, just yeah. a mirror, <laughs> and so yeah. But I was training him, and I was just kind of, like, um, going back and forth. And I had, like, a couple clients from, like, work um, when I was working at the restaurant. Mm. Um, it was a mom and her, like, two kids that she wanted to, like, oh, you know, tra- uh, have me train them and stuff. And so I was training with them in the evenings after school and stuff. And so I was doing that for a little bit. And then it just kind of, like, I didn't really, like, like it too much, like, doing it in person. Mm. Um, it was more so, too, because, like, I was doing it in a public gym. So it's, yeah. like, it's kind of hard to kind of work around that. That's yeah, how, like, yeah. if I were ever to do that, I'd probably just do it at my own gym. Um, and so I'd stop doing that. And then not too long ago, I started doing, like, online coaching. I tried doing that. And so it was cool. Like, I was, like, it, I was mostly training people that are trying to get into the gym, like, um, you know, showing them, like, how to do form and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. some, like, some of them just didn't take it that seriously. And so it was just kind of, like, I felt like I was wasting my time, like, you yeah. know, writing them these programs and stuff like that. And then they're just not, like, really, like, taking it serious. They're not putting down the weight that they're doing or, like, you know, the macros that they're hitting or what weight they've, like, gone that next week and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I was just, like... Uh, like it kind of just like demotivated me to do that. I guess that's where it gets confused, like not confusing, but that's where it gets tricky because if you sell it online, a lot of people be like, oh, it doesn't work. But it's like, it doesn't work because you don't follow what I'm <laughs> telling you to do, you know? Yeah, like you're yeah. cheating because you're not eating what you're supposed to eat or you're not hitting like the reps you're supposed to hit or the yeah. weights you're supposed to hit, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And like, just kind of like they would like, they wouldn't like update me with like things that's going, like if, if you can't go to the gym one day, that's okay. Like I'll fix your program to make it like, so that way it's like, tailored so that way you don't miss what you need mm. um you could like move it around and stuff like that but people would never like communicate with yeah. me and so i was like uh like <laughs> it's all good like i'll like you know probably try this again later but now that i'm into powerlifting like um i told my coach too like i want to kind of like mix fitness and uh business together and so um with him um like i'm kind of learning a lot just kind of like him coaching me Showering so i kind of like once i get really like good with powerlifting kind of understand like the programming when it comes to all that and all um, I want to like you know maybe train for or co- coach for powerlifting or something mm. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like you know have that like within my gym when I open up my own gym, just kind of have like my own team there. That'll be sick. You know? <laughs> it reminds so. me of, like the jujitsu gyms or like those kinds of things where like they build teams and then they compete as teams and stuff. Yeah. I think I want is it does that exist for powerlifting or yeah. is it just like just individual? No, yeah, it exists for powerlifting too. Like when okay. you sign up for it, you could select like what team you're a part mm. of, and you, like team jams. Like we like it was like I think like. Tw- 10 or 12 of us that competed in the last meet I competed in. Okay. So it was just pretty cool. Just kind of. So, and so like, do they like, is it like track where they collect like all the scores of everybody collectively and then like the highest team wins? Like you could win individually, but you could also win as a team or no? I would assume so. I'm not a hundred percent on that um, Mm. to be honest, but it would, that would be a pretty cool thing. You know what I mean? Like team versus team. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would be sick if you go from like 63, like one each all the way up and like you pick your best guy and like, in a team yeah and then compete against other teams like that that would, that be, would be a dope ass idea yeah, yeah no i don't think that it's like that right now though but maybe in the future like it that's the thing about powerlifting it's like it's still a development sport like it's yeah. not like a it's not like big or anything like the ufc or anything like that so it's like still developing and so like yeah like the people that kind of contribute to it are like the the people that like have a lot of influence like the russ Orhees and stuff like that that mm-hmm. i was mentioning about like so it's still a growing sport. So it's there's a lot. Maybe that team thing could come. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I mean, though. is I'm guessing because it's like a sport. I, I don't know. 
if all the competitions usually fall under like the national organization because i know there's like what is it called usa powerlifting yeah th- that's the thing that's so that's the thing about powerlifting it's like it's so like divided there's so many different like yeah like federations and stuff like yeah. that there's the wrpf there's us uspa the usapl um and then there's like international um what's it called uh divisions within like those federations and stuff so it's like mm-hmm. it's super tricky for like someone that like wants to get into powerlifting because like there's so many things to choose from it's just like, like which one would, which one do you go to yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah but that's what i was gonna say it's like if it's not something that's like nationalized like mm-hmm. soccer for the most part is kind of like they have fifa and like yeah. fifa controls everything like, yeah down to the smallest national league all the way to like the world cup like yeah you know the highest level of international sports but if powerlifting doesn't yet have like some kind of like federation federation or like monopoly like where we're just one group controls everything yeah i can definitely see like companies or promotions coming up and just like making one and having like creative ideas like that where it's like okay um like five on five but teams in these five weight classes or like five on five mixed and you have like men and women competing yeah like you you take like the sums total of all of them and then team versus team and stuff like that i mean that would be pretty interesting yeah kind of like uh weightlifting you know how they do like the olympics and stuff like yeah that, exactly China and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah like something like that yeah for sure yeah um yeah so it's it's still a developing thing so it's like it's kind of dope to see because like as i'm growing too the sport's growing too so it's just kind of like it's a cool thing to see <laughs> yeah yeah because do you see it getting like super big yeah i 100 percent. yeah actually as of recently the most recent um competition that happened like the one i told you that jesus Oliveras one he uh it was like the biggest powerlifting uh, competition like mm-hmm. the world that's happened and um so ever since that like it's been getting a lot more traction from like espn sports center and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's like slowly starting to get there so every year it's like they're you know it's getting better and better and better the competition yeah. i mean stuff. that's sick to yeah. see just yeah. something developing like that yeah. what's the difference between like powerlifting and like the strongman competitions the so with powerlifting, it just revolves around like a uh, squat, bench, and deadlift. So mm-hmm. those are the main three things. That's all you do. Okay. Whereas like with strongman, it has like all those different various like variations. Like they have you pulling trucks. And would shit you like ever? That. Would you ever compete in one of those? Maybe in the future. I don't know. I'm open to it. Like it looks fun. Yeah, though. it looks fun for sure. Yeah, I'd be open to it. Um, because yeah. I was like, I mean, I personally know like more like strongmen because yeah. I think like it lends itself more for like publicity because yeah. it just looks a little bit more involved it's like more this flashy weird, there's more sure. weird sh- yeah, yeah more flashy there's more weird shit involved so like people naturally are more attracted to right. it but i'm sure like a lot of those guys compete like powerlifters basically like i'm sure they're doing the same compound lifts. yeah it's it's practically centered around those three motions to be honest like the pressing or like picking up like that's the deadlift or yeah. like squatting shit like it's all revolves around the same thing just like more flashy i guess yeah. with the strong man yeah 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 i mean do you have anything else that you want to talk about anything else you want to promote um no dude just uh you know anybody that's trying to get into the gym or just like you know start getting their fitness and their health like serious like don't be afraid you know it's everyone always starts somewhere so you know it's it's like i said it's a sprint not a or not it's not a sprint it's a marathon you know like you got to pace yourself and just like you know don't don't look at in the long term look at in the short term more so so that way you're more less intimidated to do things and just like don't be afraid to start you know absolutely man one rep at a time one step at a time one day at a time however you gotta look at it but just look at it break it down and then you know those little parts will eventually just stack up to form something super big yeah so for anybody that wants to reach out if anybody needs gym help if anybody has any questions if anybody just wants to support show love where can they find you 
uh, at Jonathan GL on Instagram. So my name's spelled kind of weird. It's two H's, so J O H and A T H A N dot gl okay so i never knew that actually yeah. i never noticed that yeah it's a little bit weird but i mean it makes me unique right <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah all right yeah so if you guys want to tap in with jonathan man if you guys have any questions if you guys just want to support the journey uh keep up to date because i know for sure i can tell just from speaking to you bro um seeing your story just i know a lot of big things are coming so you, i'm super excited to see sort of all these things develop and hopefully we, we'll get to have you uh back on a podcast like yeah, as these things right. developing every time something new happens c- come check in come update us come oh, yeah. uh let us show love too bro support for for you know yeah every step of the way 100 percent. no yeah i appreciate that man yeah absolutely uh if you guys want to check us out or me out uh we're instagram at real otr podcast uh and on tiktok at uh on the run pod so come show love uh like share subscribe everything uh and before we go we do have one last very very important question natty or not <laughs> uh natty natty yeah 100% right, would Na- never take steroids no 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 <laughs> i love this shit too much to ever do that yeah. <laughs> you guys heard it here first all right man uh this has been your boy brandon uh and jonathan man uh thank you guys for listening peace